This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Rum, do you hear something? Yeah, what is that? It's a bird. No, it's a plane. No, it's not that. Ooh, it's the best of the buzz with Bill. Is that right, eh? It's a good sign of things to come. Commentary on trending headlines with veteran AMI producer Bill Shackleton. Well, now. Billy! I say Shack! Yep, I'm back. We are going to do an interesting story, first of all, that comes from CTV News. Her name is Ta Seven Taya. Why won't Canada print the Squamish name on a passport? Um, an interesting story where a woman from BC um, tried to get her name printed, well, printed on a passport, and the computer's wouldn't do it. Now, this goes back to the government, the federal government, basically in June, um, as part of the Truth and Reconciliation um, Agreement, they told an Indigenous people that they could use their real names on travel documents, which includes passports, health cards, birth certificates. And, you know, what happened, what happened was that this woman was given a name Michelle when she was taken from her home and uh, put in a boarding school. And they gave these people anglicized names so they wouldn't stick out. And now, of course, the government says you can do this. You can get your real your, your name, your real name, yeah. printed on documents. And no, you can't do it because the computers don't recognize um, the numbers. And certain characters. Yeah. 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 And and that's, again, Bill, we go back to it's one thing. It's great. Let's say, hey, you know what? We're making sure this can happen. Oh, yeah. Once we remember to fix the computers to accept it. And how does that make you feel? You know, you're trying to do something, not to mention how do you get through the red tape for something that really is a matter of, oh, my goodness, we've got to get the computer formatted, right? Uh, So that they change that rule on the computer so that it accepts. And... How long does that take to do it? But it's mostly, Bill, how do you feel? You, you go in to do something. You're told you can do it. The government gets, oh, wow, wonderful. Make that change. It's long overdue. Oops. Mm-hmm. And we don't know about until somebody prints this kind of item for us to be aware of. This is going on. And how much hardship does the individual go through, Rum? Yeah, it's honestly, Kels, there's been um, a lot of different moments where you know screen reader is reading something mostly in the arts community when people utilize uh you know traditional names yes. uh, preferred pronouns you know all kinds of things and you get a, a myriad of just diversity right and in written format too um so i'm 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 going through and i'm going through and trying to read different things with screen reader of course and it's not accessible because the the symbols are not being you know, updated or utilized in the screen reader narration and the technology. And I just find it, first of all, difficult, right? Difficult yeah. to understand what is happening. Like, is this a name? Is this a uh, an error? Because that's the first thing you think, right? When um, screen reader, like, ruins something, mm-hmm. um, you think, oh, there, there's something going on. Somebody made a mistake, which is unacceptable, really. I, it, it is, and I, I get... It's it's really difficult because you stop and say, like, we, we understand that JAWS, our screen reader for our computer, and, and you with voiceover with the Apple machines, 
how how much do we expect them to know or be able to manage? They already different languages can handle. But now we're in this situation where so many countries and you know our indigenous peoples of of different countries. Um, we're losing out on these things. We're losing out on, hey, why? because there was never the... St- and I think as much as like what you say about Jaws, okay, we can understand it, but it's pretty sad when we see how much the forgotten people, mm-hmm. the, oh, it doesn't matter. It, the, the, that would have never been thought of, though, those older languages. And, and we have studies that are, are going on at different colleges, courses being offered in certain indigenous languages. And even the people offering the courses I, I, I saw the other day uh, that the one teacher said there are so much, so few people that, you know, in, in our, our community that even know this language, that it's just about lost. Um, what is, and, and these people are really feeling upset about it because they have, they have, they have been, you know, they have the right now to use or given, and they want, they've been wanting to use it for, they have been de- suppressed you know, yeah. um, in, in using their real names, and now that's they right. have a chance to do it, and they can't. They were treated like their real name. Yeah, that's well, right. Well, it's an insult. You're not going to use that. What? Yeah. That's my name. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. You're going to use this name. But that's not my... Uh-huh. Yes, it is. And that's what you go for. The The insult is compounded because, to us, it's such a simple fix, Rum. Just to, well, What do you mean you're not letting characters or a, a double A's or whatever it might be? Here's so the I, other thing. Yep. Here's the other thing. It's a it's a big issue because when you travel overseas, how are you going to get their computers to recognize some of these names? So how are people in other countries going to verify who you are if they if their computers can't recognize your name? Yeah. So it's not it's not just a Canada Canada thing. It's no. a bigger it's, thing than yeah. Any but once of it's it printed. You know, it it like how many people we we can't say a person's name. You know, and and, and have come to our country. I think that that would be in time. You you can't be expected to know, but it's the fact that you say this can be done. It's run through the computer, your name, and the it computer treats your name as if you just put a cuss word in there. And you know how we have through businesses. You know, you know it'll it'll screen that out, it'll filter it out, and, and give you a warning. Come on, watch what language or or this email contains foul language. We've got that technology. Here's a case where the technology is is really working against and hurting people's feelings. You just need to change the rule. Yep, exactly. It, it's a, you know we've had um, conversations last year about having to make structural changes. And societal changes, right? Like that's kind of what I think of this as. It's not yeah. really just the computer or just the screen reader or just the, the symbols. It's really that what is considered acceptable and unacceptable. Well, and it's the whole, we're very quick to say, this is what we're doing. This is going to be allowed. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Congratulate. Wonderful. It's about time. But somebody forgets to tell the computer well, and look or at, reprogram it. Look at the... Um, intention behind the National Day of Truth and Reconciliation, right? Like in this article, the the person said that uh, first step is what got her excited to begin with when they announced all these things. So, of course, it's not just going to end there. Well, now we have the the day, guys, so let's just all relax. That's not how it works. That's just the beginning. No, and and, and it's so frustrating because it's your name. It's what truly, I mean, we get frustrated when we hear something's going to be available, accessible to us, especially as disabled people. We're going to be mm-hmm. able to use our own computers, going to be able to read it. And there's one spot where, why doesn't it work? Why doesn't that button work? Well, it's, it's somebody's graded out or something is weird and we don't understand. All we know is we can't submit the documents. 
Canadian Wins Chopin Piano Competition. It's always good to have a Canadian story from the Associated Press. So Bruce Xiao Wu, um, I hope I got this name right, is the winner of the, I guess, I think it's the 18th um, Chopin Piano Competition, which actually is, for those people who don't know what that is, it was started in 1927 when a, a teacher from uh, from Europe realized that the Chopin pieces were in decline and people were, his students were getting involved in sports rather than music. So he decided to um, get this, this competition off the ground. It's been going every five years and it's very, very prestigious. As a matter of fact, the the winners of the, that competition usually have a gateway into the recording studio and onto the concert circuit. Recording recording record companies love these guys and these women that these winners because they're good and mm-hmm. you know they they get they get a leg up. They get a I mean a lot of these pianists now have gone on to become very successful in concert careers because of the um, the competition. Well, you saw over the last couple of weeks a tremendous amount of media coverage and buzz about it. And, you know, I mean, if you don't really know, you're not into Chopin or, or uh, that kind of concert piano music, you don't really, okay, this is nice and everything, but you really have no idea what the people who are entering, the talent, the breadth of talent, and going forward, Bill, I mean, not just the winner. You know, not just the different categories or, or however it's rolled out that way, but it gives so much exposure to some pretty amazing ar- artists in the world. And there's some, the ironic, one of the ironic things about what the Canadian said was the pandemic made him concentrate more. Yeah. Because I guess he was more isolated. And, um, um, and I would imagine that for the, for the competition, for the, for the pianist this year, the, the competition would have been the standard would have been higher because because of the pandemic it could have meant that you know you had to st- maybe study longer study harder concentrate harder I can see the standard be, have, was very very high. Well, when you think about music academies and people not being able to get access to to you know mm-hmm. some pretty great rehearsal spaces for themselves but you know that a person if they have that that equipment at home that piano at home um can do some amazing things to keep themselves limber and i i'm sure it's a great place to lose yourself as well as entertain your neighbors if they can hear you oh, well, i mean i guess if you're really working a tune the you know hundredth time you play it might bother them but it really is that thing you can do play and lose yourself and put yourself in 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 any concert hall around the world you might want to and um this is open to anybody so yes good for a canadian that won that one it was um good to know it's a good canadian story from the associated press yeah Fix a button that wouldn't stop beeping. I don't know whether you guys heard of this story. No. Um, there's a man that lives on Steeles Avenue, and apparently what happened was it's one of these pedestrian signals. This story comes from the Toronto Star. 
Mm-hmm. It's one of those push button signals. So it went on for 24 hours before, it, you know, anything was oh, done about no. it. Like it went yeah. on as in it was indicating that it was your turn to cross. Like right. it was yeah. making this, the this is okay. one of our audibles, right? Yes, yeah, audible so pedestrian right. signals. Okay. So I got to tell this story. Um, apparently a man who's the speaker is near his backyard. So basically what happened was he didn't know what to do. It had been going on. So he phoned the city of Vaughan because he thought that they were responsible to fix it. And this is an example. This is a jurisdictional issue. And it's an example of the left hand doesn't know the right hand's doing, but it it's a funny story, but it really isn't. Um, Vaughn said, no, we can't, we, it's not a responsibility. It's Toronto's responsibility. So he phones Toronto and they said they can't do anything about it. So he phoned Vaughn back and they basically convinced Toronto to write a repair ticket. When the crew when the Toronto city crew realized that it was above steals, they canceled the ticket. So seriously talk about passing the buck, honestly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, as I say, it's really a jurisdictional thing. Eventually this guy was smart enough because people were complaining about it. So he stuffed rags into the speaker. So he and his neighbors could sleep the next day (laughs) when he took his dog for the walk, he was still going. And when he came back, it finally it stopped. Wow. And yeah, it's like the upshot of the story is nobody really knew who fig- he couldn't figure out who came, whether Toronto came, Ravon came. Wow. But it's like one one intersection, one side of an intersection caused all this fracas. Whose responsibility is it to fix that? And I guess people on the phone really didn't know. Rum, could you see this as a an actual hazard if a blind person comes along to utilize that, that has too. no idea yeah. the problem or, or thinks that it's okay to cross maybe they're not as experienced out there getting getting around and, and mobility something new if they've you know recently been taking mobility or something i think of that you know what do you call the perfect storm and somebody yep. really getting hurt over something like that or just the city's arguing over something that they know this is a need for somebody. This could cause a, a, a real problem. And even, even him tampering with it, I know if I was blind in the area and I thought, what are you doing? Well, wh- why, can't mm-hmm. I, why can I barely hear that? I stuffed it in the rags in there because it's annoying. Well, man, take one out and stuff it in your own mouth because you're annoying and get out of here. Like you, yeah. you'd get really upset. Yeah, well, honestly, there's a lot of different things too I've heard of um, people you know, in in their own methods, just like this person has, um, yeah. just destroying APSs or getting rid of them because it's too loud for the neighborhood. And those That's are it. ones that were functioning fine. Like they yeah. were actually doing okay. Well, and they are going to need service. And people have to understand that, that there are different things. It is out in the weather. Things are going, it's, I'm sorry, it's a nuisance to people, but it's also a lifesaver to people. And I, I, I know it's not their big problem or whatever, but uh, we we all have yeah, the things but- we have to put up with. I don't like loud motorcycles and I, I love motorcycles, not loud ones. But the struggle in this story that I'm finding is, or let's say it was a different situation. Let's say an APS wasn't working um, and you're trying to get a hold of somebody to figure out what's going on. When can we fix it? Uh, you know, there's a blind person who uses this every day to cross or something That's like that. Right. This is what's going to happen. You're going to call Vaughn, then you're going to call Toronto, then you're going to call Vaughn, then you're going to call Toronto and nobody's actually taking not only not taking the steps, but letting you know who the real 
you know, who's actually responsible for this as you're asking, Bill? They've got a map. <laughs> we have no clue. They've got a map to know the, the, the divisions. This, is, this should not have taken sure. uh, such a scholarly route to, to figure out who, who it is and recognizing this is a, a priority. I guess in its own way, Billy, this is kind of a good thing to happen for this stupidity to be uncovered. It might be. And the, the really interesting thing is what the article never even mentioned any safety features. And and maybe that's why. No, because it's just boy, such a nuisance, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. It's the troublesome thing with this noisy thing. Like, a, like who needs it anyway? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's actually APSs that I've seen that have been not necessarily pulled out of the ground. But you know how sometimes there's the temporary ones that you can actually move? And people have moved the APSs, like with the base and all, off the, the, the particular spot it's supposed to be on. And if you use the APSs, you know that they face a particular direction with the tactile arrows so you know that this is the direction that you need to cross, right? Yep. And people yep. have literally moved it out of its spot, facing a totally different direction, completely away from the the intersection. And how disorienting is that oh, for a person? How deadly is that if oh someone starts gosh. wandering off, following the arrow into the uh, diagonally across a yeah, road? Yeah, and following the beeps and everything. It's yep. unbelievable the yep. ignorance that so people that should have. not be. There should never be a reason or a way no. of doing that. You should need a, a, a backhoe or something to pull that mm-hmm. thing out of the ground. There should be yeah. no way a human human being or or people it's bad enough trucks can hit of course and damage it and it'll take forever for them to or it's terrifying like people hear this stuff and they think oh what a nuisance and not at all oh my gosh the accessibility needs for these things yeah and i've heard them and they've been a nuisance you know you you know you're what's wrong with that thing sure it can be loud yeah Yeah. and even calling and hoping that they'll get to it fairly quickly Another one uh, from the Toronto Star, Canada has long banned blood donations from men who have had sex with men. Uh, That may be about to change. Mm -hmm. So as you probably know, we uh, for for years we have had we have banned that that practice because of HIV. Uh, The the uh, big tainted blood uh, issue in the 90s or 80s, 90s or 80s, right? Yeah. Now. There is a gentleman that is suing Blood Service Canada because all, what he's saying is all he wants to do is help, and that he can because of, I guess he's had sex with some with another man. Um, the the basically the the provincial the the Trudeau has basically said in his platform that he would lift the ban, but of course that wasn't even mentioned, and. Service can now we know now that Service Canada can test for HIV. So, you know, I guess my question is, why have we not lifted the ban? If the tests, if you can do it safely and accurately, why is it taking so long to lift the ban when you have all these men, if if they're in in their blood shortages and 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 they want to help and they can't do it? Shouldn't the question, Danielle, be? new partner as opposed to male female what you know when i was when i used to donate blood 
Um, I rem- I, I kind of remember on the sheet, you know, the, they had their series of questions and, and I thought there was something on there. You know, have you changed partners? Not necessarily male or female um, at, at that time. I don't clearly remember. It was a while ago. Um, so I, you would think that what Bill's suggesting, yeah, wh- why why would this have taken, even if it was de- due to the scare, with technology, 20 years at least for this, to, well, and more, 25 years for this to be addressed? It's really a, a good question, especially if the um, tests for HIV of the blood itself are really accurate. If right. you can, you know, if you can say this this blood's safe and this blood isn't safe, you really don't need to know who it's come from or what their lifestyle is. If, on the other hand, you know, there's a whole issue about when the blood serum converts, and you know, so that you know for sure that it's safe. Um, there may be some questions they have to ask, but they have to ask everybody. Yeah. They can't just make an assumption that, that, you know, because you're a man who has sex with men, that you're more dangerous than a woman who has sex with men who yeah. might be equally And, and uh, nobody's at risk. touching your blood. They're, they can't. So it's not like we can say it's not like a paramedic at, at, a, at a, an accident scene. Well, yeah, I mean, there is some involvement with it, generally speaking, but, but I mean, this is blood you're planning to donate. That's right. So you physically yeah. don't touch it. It's not like somebody has been very injured and you might come in contact with their blood in an accident. Yeah, no, I one, think the, the... Go ahead, Billy. Say one, one of the, 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 the um, things that's happening is the delays is Blood Service Canada has to put a proposal to the government to make sure that their testing is accurate um, enough that they can trust it. But apparently advocates are saying that there is a provision where you can lift, they could, they could lift the ban tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's one of those things is, are we going to drag our feet or when is yeah. this going to happen? Well, we, we, we need the blood like that. There's no yeah, question. Unfortunately, not enough people give or are able to give. Uh, I remember a, a, a very, whoa, shaky number that I heard a number of years ago. So I, hopefully it's gone up, but 3% of the population donates. And that's, that's scary yeah. when there's a lot more injury and accidents and hospitalization that, that needs blood. Coming from Reuters, this is a really interesting one. Riverside Restaurant makes waves in Thailand as flood dining goes viral. This is really interesting. Um, There was a storm in Thailand. I guess it was last week. And apparently there was a restaurant. Now, of course, when you you think, okay, there's a a bad flood and there's a storm, I got to close the restaurant down. No, you don't. They kept the, this one restaurant stayed open, and people were going to this restaurant and getting a soaker. So the idea is that you go into this restaurant, the waves come in, and you get wet, and you eat, and you drink, and you, and, and and your food gets filled with water, oh. and maybe oh. maybe you, you get knocked off your bar stool, and if it's strong enough, <laughs> and you may even get washed away. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just picturing Rummy and the dog. <laughs> well, we'd get washed away for sure. 
Oh, my goodness. Billy, you and I'd be still in there running our mouths, you know, and the wave would be coming in and we'd just, yeah, Bill, I think. Wow. It's really, you know, people, there are videos on YouTube and this restaurant has got so many people that um, they're, they're lining up to go in. And it's a novelty thing, right? I got to go in there and see. Am I gonna? How wet am I gonna get? Like you're not talking about a soaker. No, yeah, you're no. talking about you know big time. <laughs> so, Bill, was this place built specifically in its location? Uh, so, like, is this? Does it happen daily? At whether it's high tide or low? Like, like does water daily come into? Can you into go on it? off hours? No, no, it's not. It, it was built. It, it, it's just because of the flood that they had. They had a big flood. Wow. Oh, wow. So okay. it wasn't. It wasn't specifically <laughs> so they for... picked up those guys picked up their cost for all the damages that have been done. They just opened the windows so they wouldn't get blown out, and away they went. I just want to know if there's yeah. a change room for me to bring in extra pair of clothes. They'd get wet, or you'd lose After. your bag. You know your clothes. No. Yeah, but that's it would just, okay. Boom, do they have lockers? This needs to no, be no, like they a... weren't expecting this, right? <laughs> so everything that, that now the kitchen must be high enough, Bill, so they can make the food and then toss it down to the waiter or waitress. They swim over and give it to you. Oh my Here gosh. you go. I guess they, I guess they do. Um, but who'd imagine you're on your bar stool drinking a beer, and all of a sudden it's you're gone, it's gone. You know what I mean, or whatever. Wait, but it's not salt water, right? It's like a river. Um, geez, I don't, I don't know. Um, don't know. I'm Depends hoping on the it is salt. <laughs> well, I'm hoping even river water. I don't think I necessarily want river water no, swishing my food around. Imagine or, ocean water or whatever's bubbling up from the yeah. uh, men's or ladies' room there either, like from the toilets. Like that's it's 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 an unsafe, ridiculous. Not just getting hurt, but the cleanliness of the water. And yeah, it's one thing to go in somewhere and sit and get yanked off your bar stool at a swim up bar or something like that if you want to pretend it's that. But when you get mixing in, we're going to have some food here. Yeah. What? That fish just got off my plate and swam just with the wave. Order. Just go sit around and wow. hang. Well, what it, what, it, what it is, is it's, 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 it's the trend. It's, it's because the pandemic, all these people are doing different things and of they're course. trying anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and. Like, again, Bill, like, like, let's face it, watching some of that stuff or if you actually felt comfortable enough. And again, we're talking without knowing about the kind of water, the kind of circumstance, uh, you know, what you're really talking about. Obviously, they've turned the hydro off and everything like that and, and whatever they've done to make it safe enough to do for people to feel they could go in there and do it, you know, until someone wanted, you know, creature comes in, fish swims in there and I'll take that. Uh, it, it's you know, again, it, it's probably worth the last, probably definitely something to check out on YouTube and probably definitely something that I don't think the three of us are going to line up to do. Mm-mm. Oh, I don't know. I might. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, so your dog wouldn't. He doesn't like water. Essex would have no part of that. He would He would drag me the opposite direction. <laughs> exactly. As soon as that wave came, you'd be yanked off the chair or he'd take you and Barstool. about this one couple um finds their luggage is overweight um because of stowaway dog um this is really going to be a dog with rumia's dog's attitude yeah that's right from the washington post um newspaper so apparently what happened was a couple and um was going i believe it's through texas airport to catch a flight 
the Southwest agent basically said your 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 luggage is overweight. So they undid it. So maybe we're going to transfer some things to your to their carry-ons. So what did they find? A dog in the gentleman's boot. And it's like what happened was it wasn't stepping on him, really. Oh, it was in a, a luggage. Okay. Yeah, it was in the luggage. It was a five-pound dog Different in a boot. boot. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Um, they were packing the night before, and the last thing the gentleman packed was his boots. So the dog gets snuck into the boot, and apparently she doesn't make any noise at all. So he just put the boots in the luggage, and ne- the dog never made a noise on the way to the airport. So nobody knew. Little so dog. When they opened- you would think yeah. that it would, out of anxiety at least, or fear, it would bark its head off. Or it might be used they to never- sleeping in them. Yeah, they Maybe? never apparently- Oh my gosh. Apparently it never does. Like according it to the article, the, the dog never does that. They just, he's so quiet or she. So the agent said, you know, first the couple was concerned that the, they did it on purpose. They were trying to smuggle the dog. And of course they convinced the agent that no, it was an accident. So all was well. They phoned the uncle and the uncle took the dog home. Um, so that's, you know. Well, I don't know if there's a moral. It's funny. The dog sounds small enough to get in a boot, but enough to yeah. make them say, hold on, this bag's overweight. Yeah, five pounds. Bill Shackleton is a usual suspect on our show, Kelly and Company. You can catch Billy sneaking around the studio on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern on AMI-audio. And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts for more of the buzz. All right, see ya. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.